Good morning. Welcome to the Bonner Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, I am Jesse Peterson. We are um, we're going to deal with the uh, financial issue that is happening in our country today. So if you have any question concerning that issue, feel free to call in at 1-800-411-2663. 1-800-411-BOND. You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org church at bondinfo.org and put your name in town, your name in town on your emails. And it needs to be concerning the issue of, of today's topic. And so welcome to the show. Um, to the show. That's my radio show. Welcome to the meeting. And good morning to all you guys. Good morning. Thank you, God, for being here. Um, before I get into what I want to talk about here today, anybody have any questions about anything? Anything you need to ask me or... Did you have a life this week? No life? Nobody had a life. The phones are ringing. Why someone not pick it up? Oh. But uh, nobody had a life? No, no spiritual challenges? Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm glad somebody's alive. This weekend, I was feeling unloved, uncared for from my kids. Unloved? Uh-huh. Oh. And they didn't care for me at all. And, and because I overheard them saying something about going to their dad's house, they were going to have something. You overheard it? Yeah, I overheard it. Were you trying to hear it? No. I oh. just went to you weren't being nosy or anything. Uh, I, I'm nosy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I overheard it. And... Uh, and I went home hurt. And all that day Saturday, these thoughts would come in my head saying, they don't love you, they don't care for you, they go with him and take the kids with his family and all that. And so I went to sleep after it was time for bed. I was going through all of that all day, just looking at the thoughts. And when I went to sleep, I woke up about three in the morning and my high blood pressure, I could feel it had gone real high. Wow, yeah. And, and so I could see all these things going on though, you know, it was like a movie. And, and then I got up and, and, and I just sat down for a while. I took some kind of nutrients I have there for high blood pressure. And then I was thinking, should I go to the hospital? Because this happened to me twice already and I had to go to the hospital. And so, I live alone, so I said, okay, God, you're going to have to help me, I thought, you know, because I can't, I don't know what to do. And so I laid down, and it went away. Just all the pressure and everything left me. Yes. But uh, I could see that it was my big fat ego involved. Right. That, uh, yeah. that I wanted the attention too, you know. <laughs> But I know that's her dad, and I, I shouldn't say anything negative about him or nothing, you know. But I still want to be involved in them loving me, too, you know, or showing it. But I understand that that's her dad, too. Yeah. You don't want to share them with him? I guess in the beginning I never did, and so right. now it's hard for me to let sort of go, you know. Yeah. And so I, um, I finally let it go, and... Uh, I found that peace again, you know, because I was seeing it and I know I was wrong. Yeah. 
So I just let it go. But this morning, as I was telling Sherry, I, I, was, I said, I'm going to go to Bonds. And then another thought said, no, you're not. You could see it in, on, on, the, on the computer. And then another one said, no, go to Bonds. And then another, no, no. And then he's like fighting back and forth, you know, the thoughts. And yeah. so what I decided to do is just get dressed. And if I made it here, I made it here, you know. It's like my body brought me here. Yeah. It was really something. I understand that. It's amazing how those thoughts can talk to you like that. Yeah, it's and a battle. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So how are you feeling right now? Do you feel unloved today? No, and more and more it's going away. Right. But I see that it's there, and I never seen it before. I always said, "Oh, I forgave him already. You know, it's okay." <laughs> yeah. And uh, but but it's there still. Yeah. Well, it's good that you see it and, yeah. and don't trip out behind it. I don't. Yeah. I just see it. I know I can't do nothing about it. Right. And that's it. But I have to go through it. I thought when you've seen it, you didn't have to go through this. Go through what? Like uh, uh, emotional pain. Oh, yeah. The you ego know? dying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, emotional pain like right. that. Right. And so I just, uh, but it got better. It got better and better. And if you don't do anything about it, it will get better. Mm -hmm. It really will. You know, you just notice it, let yourself feel it. Don't do anything about it, it will get better. Just keep going on with life, not based on how you feel, but just do what's right. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, she just sparked a thought. Uh, do your kids live with you, Rachel? No, I live alone. So when you overheard them, where were they? Well, I had gone to see my daughter. I had gone to go take something over there. Uh -huh. And uh, I overheard her on the telephone. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then she didn't tell me what's going on. Usually they tell me what's going on. And so that made me feel rejected too, you know, because it's like they're keeping it from me or something. <laughs> That's how it is with uh, my kids. They're, when they get close to me, their mother gets jealous. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And then when we were all together and the grandkids are like playing with me and the mother, the grandmother's there, she get a little jealous about that and try to get their attention, turning flips and stuff. Not true. But uh, um, but that's good that you see that. Yeah, it, it'll pass. Right on. Anybody else? No, nobody else had a life, no spiritual challenges. You just went through the whole week, nothing happened. Well, that must be really nice in there that way. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. It's, <clears throat> it seems very difficult uh, go to uh, speak about what ha happened all, almost every day. It's just, it's just that in my uh, my case, I don't believe I have that much of a that much of an insight uh, of a life worth mentioning. Oh, you don't. Your life is not so much. It's not worth mentioning. Well, Are you just existing, or what? I, okay. Uh, You're not happy with your life? I want to be happy with my life. Why are you unhappy about it? Because there's still, uh, still a, a lot of loose ends I have to deal I have to, uh, I still have yet to deal with. Like what, for example? Like, uh, try to, uh, to be, uh, uh, be the least successful in my uh, part-time business. Or one, 
how long you had the business? Okay, this business I had for a few months now. Oh, well, it'll take time. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. So that's not a problem. <clears throat> Give me one other thing that you're unhappy about in your life. Okay, uh, this is kind of difficult, but have you ever um, went back in your life and found out how, uh, found out how, uh, how many people you disappointed? People that I disappointed in yes. life? No. You don't? No. Because I remember that I had... It's not good to do that. Is it? No. Because when you look back like that and start judging yourself, it's going to bring you down. And you know, let it be revealed to you and overcome it. It's hard to please people anyway. You know, if you get up and walk, uh, take the, uh, the uh, cloud to work in the morning time, you still disappoint somebody. You just have to do what's right and not try to satisfy people. No, that is something to think, uh, think about. But uh, I, uh, I, I am, the problem was, uh, in a way, uh, I still uh, do consider myself disappointed to a lot of people, I, uh, people I'm close to simply because they didn't do what they tell me to do. You did not do what they told you to do? Yes. Yeah. Would you just start, if it's good advice, just start doing it. They say, you know what, I'm sorry I didn't do it before now, but I'm doing it now. Just do it. If they gave you good advice, just do it now. It's still not, it's not doing you any good to look back on it like that. You don't have to look back or forward, just live for now. Yes, but you still have the memory of what, uh, what you have to look back at, uh, what, you what you've done. You have the memory of it? Yes. Uh, well, you can let that go too, because God don't even remember it. If you're sorry for what you've done, it's done. Only you and the devil remember it. You feel better? A little, thank you. So you like life a little better now? Yes. Thank yeah. You. Keep it simple, man. It's not a big deal. Life is not a big deal. All right. Thank you. Anybody worried about the, the economy? <coughs> you are worried. No. Nobody worried. No. Okay. And why not? You yeah. Don't have any stops or anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you're not worried. Huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the reason why I'm not worried about uh, the economy is because we go through uh, cycles. The economy goes through cycles if you yeah. go back into history and stuff. We had the stock market crash in 1987. We had the recession in the early 90s. And, of course, things are going to correct itself. Yeah. You know, it's all Plus, you're pretty tight. Nobody's going to get your money anyway, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> your money's probably all at home under the mattress anyway. Yeah, plus I also got other investments too. Yeah. Somewhere I'm not going to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm a little concerned about it. I see people being laid off, and I know it's just a starting point. Yeah. It really hasn't hit the average person yet. So I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, you know, we work for a nonprofit. I know if a lot of people are hurt, it's going to affect us. So, yeah. so you think you may get laid off? 
You think you may get laid off? Never know. <clears throat> Pat got to have a meeting with you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Let me tell you, Patrick, first. Um, I'm worried uh, or concerned, whatever word you want to use, about the economy, especially as it relates to when we have an economic issue, people tend to look for the strong man to lead us out of it. Right. And they tend to go towards more government uh, control to, uh, because they're afraid they don't trust their own control of things. And that's, that's what I'm concerned about right now. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Well, what's happening is really uh, was to be expected uh, because if you look at Did the Did you housing, see it coming? Well, I mean, uh, it was just a matter of time, but it was that what is happening now was going to happen. Right, but what I'm asking is before it happened, did you see it coming? Uh, are you to, surprised yeah, to, by yeah, it? Yeah, to an extent. To oh, an extent. Okay. Yes. So the reason why is, I mean, the housing boom. How, how is it possible that you have uh, annual increases of 12 and 15 percent? Well, where is that going to go? Yeah. It's driven by greed. Just, just the same thing with the stock market. When the stock market crashed, you know, driven, driven by greed. And right. It can only go so far, and then, then, then the whole darn thing is going to collapse. That's what happened in the housing market. And what made the situation even worse is because, uh, once again, greed, uh, the, the lending had gotten totally out of hand. So if you, can, if you go buy a house and, you, you know, you don't, nobody checks up on you and you, you tell them whatever you want to tell them in order to just get the loan, I mean, I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. You can't operate a business like this, and that's exactly what happened. You know, I mean... Uh, so you're not worried. You're being able to see it through. No, I'm not worried one bit. Okay. Not worried one bit. And, and why not? Well, uh, uh, I'm, you know, financially taken care of, so there's nothing to worry about. But even if that weren't the case, uh, you know, like, for instance, I'm in sales. All I need to do is just work a little harder. That's it. Oh, okay. And I will, I'll do just fine. Oh, okay. White people don't have to worry because they're rich. Black people don't have to worry <laughs> because they don't have anything anyway. It's the people in between that have to worry. Blacks don't have anything, so we got, we're not going to lose anything. The rich white man got everything. It's those people in the middle. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I'm concerned about the economy. I think what's happening is, is unlike anything that's ever happened in this country. I think we're, we're uh, uh, we've taken a, with this bill that just passed this last week that we've taken a big step into so socialism now. And after the elections happened, with some of the things that uh, that uh, yeah. Obama's talking about about socializing medicine. We're, we're headed into a full-blown socialist economy, and that's never worked anywhere. That's never worked anywhere. Oh, okay. And I don't, th I don't think Americans realize that, uh, what's happening in general. But uh, Barack Obama hasn't won yet, though. Well, so it, even, even, even he, uh, it would, I think it would just be worse if he did, but even if he didn't, still the government is, is, is uh, uh, what, what, the, what they've done. You know, some of the major companies, AIG, they took over, they have 80% ownership of AIG, and now what they're going to do, all the, all the, all, they're going to buy all these bad mortgage loans that the, that the banks have, 
the loans are still going to be bad. Where's all that money going to come from? There's, they're they're going to have to print more money. There's going to, there's going to have, where is it going to come from? Either higher taxes or inflation? I, I just don't, I don't see a ro rosy uh, economic outlook at all. And I don't see the housing market getting better for a long, long, long time. Yeah, yeah, some interesting times. Yes, ma'am. <coughs> well, first of all, I agree with everything he said, but I have one point that I see that they like to blame Wall Street for everything. They never expose anything that happened in government. Right. They don't tell you the truth about anything. Um, if if Bush was wrong, if he um, Every, everything should be exposed, is what I'm thinking. And I think that, um, that each side just blames the other, but doesn't say really what happened, who caused this, who are the people in government that gave these mortgages to people that had no money. Why isn't that exposed? What yeah. These people like Barney Franks and Pelosi's and all these people, they should be exposed for what they did. Everything should be out in the open, I think. And why do you think they have not exposed that? Um, they're, they're, um, it's like uh, they're trying to hide, uh, you know, because they're all a little bit guilty. Oh, okay. They're all guilty. I don't know who's more or less, but that should, be, that should come out. Yeah. And if, if a Barney Frank person did this, and he is to blame, and I don't know if he's 100% wrong. I don't know I don't know all right. about it. Yeah. But if he is, he should be gone. <clears throat> they should all be gone. There's like 535 in Congress. They should all be gone if they're all guilty. They should, there should be honest people running right. the government, not dishonest, sneaky, getting money behind, covert, all this stuff going on. So are you worried about the economic situation? I am worried. You're worried? I am okay. worried. I don't think it's headed in a good direction for by either of them. Um, McCain seems too weak. He doesn't expose anything. The only thing he says is that we shouldn't do a lot of spending, which is true. And Obama just blames the rich. You know, they're controlling everything. <laughs> she's, she's absolutely, uh, she's absolutely right. Let me let me check in for yeah. Yes, sir. I was say just to piggyback on what she said. Fox had a special last night on kind of going back and, and figuring out who was responsible. The reason they won't expose it is because you have a lot of uh, influential Democrat, Democratic uh, <coughs> governors, I mean, uh, uh, congressmen and senators. Chris Dodd and these guys, they showed that they got, Chris Dodd got like 140,000 from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And these are the same organizations that they were propping up and they knew they were in trouble. And yeah. their collapse is kind of what really started this whole real estate uh, crisis. Oh, okay. And so they're not going to expose it because these lawmakers are in bed with uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Yes, sir. No, I I, uh, I agree with both those points. I don't. My depth of understanding of the of the economic system is not that great, but uh, I just know that uh, when Bonnie Franks is so adamant for something that I got to be against it, and I listened to Thomas Sowell, he was against it. And so I, I agree, Thomas Stoll is always, is always uh, in my opinion, honest about those yeah. issues. And he was against it, so therefore I, I chose to be a, a, against it. But uh, the young lady up front here, what she was speaking of, you know, we have all these, I think 435 congressmen or whatever the number is, and, and uh, 
I know I finally found it in 10 for those people to be in there for 26 years and all that. It's a two-year position. So, and it shouldn't take a million and a half dollars to run for one of those offices. If, if she wants to run when her kids are grown and, and, and she served her two years, if my wife, if myself, if you want to run and put your two years in or four years and then go on, but not stay there for 35 years and get all entrenched with people uh, giving out all these free packages and things. But just one other thing, what John and Ted were saying, it seems like everything is, we have no foundation. And I know it changed when we took the currency off the gold standard. But it's no foundation to our economic system. So we are literally built on a house of cards. And it's going to just, it, it can only go so high, then it's going to fall down. Yeah. yeah. And so are you worried? Not worried, no. For those reasons I said, I have no stocks. I, you know, I know how to fish. I know how to hunt. Oh. I'm not going to starve. I'm going to take care of my family no matter what. And so where I'm not you worried about it. And where you go to fish and hunt at? <laughs> I live in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna go to Carson and hunt? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. I uh, I'm not worried about the uh, even though I have a four hundred one k and k I'm not worried about the economy. I'm I am concerned about it uh, for a single reason. These problems we so far uh, it's found about was going on ever since I was a teenager, and then uh, and then uh, and then uh, people uh, was talking about, but never. Uh, Never did nothing because I felt that they didn't want to do anything. No. To me, um, what, uh, government and handouts are like dr uh, drugs. Once you take, uh, once you, uh, once you take it and makes it feel so good, you simply can't get enough of what government gives you. Yeah. In the end, but the government has to take something from you in order to do that. So, Richard, how you feel that they gave those loans to the blacks and the Mexicans? And now we're in trouble because of it. Those people who could really, afford it. I think that was dumb of them to do that. Yeah. I mean, this country is based on people working for what they have. Did you know that that was going on at the time when things were booming? And they um, were... I learned, I, you know, I'm privy to the news because he watches Fox News right. day in and day out. But I really... <laughs> While he's hunting fishing. <laughs> when he's sleeping at night, it finally sunk in what was going on. I finally understood it. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, why why are they making a decision to give something to people that don't deserve it? They haven't worked for it. Yeah. So it just it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I remember... Years, I'm sorry. A couple years ago, a guy that worked for me, making $28,000 an hour, they gave him a mortgage that was $3,200 a month. And I just quickly did the math in my head and said, he can't afford that. Yeah. He can't afford it. It doesn't make any sense. But they, they were giving it out to him. I remember when there was a big debate about redlining the black community. And, and uh, they were saying that black people could get loans because the banks were discriminating against them. And the financial company would not let them have money because they were black or Hispanic. And that debate just went on and on and on until finally the ones who were pushing that finally won. And they created this Fannie Mae thing so that they could give the folks the money, and they gave it to them. But the problem is, when they were getting the money, everybody was getting the money as well. You know, everybody was like partying and having a good time, and wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. It was easy to get loans. They had all kinds of loans. So the poor, uh, or the people who had bad credit, could, uh, were getting them, but the folks who had credit were getting them too, and nobody said a word about it. You know, these are good times, so let's grab it and go with it. 
and, and not really thinking that this ain't going to fall apart eventually. You know, and so I blame us for that. I blame the American people for it. Because the government can only do what we allowed to do, and we have allowed the government to be out of control as a people. You know, and we're quiet on it, we're collecting the money and getting the loans and having a good time, knowing that what is going on is wrong, then this is what we're gonna get back. I mean, look at your own personal life. If you just party in life, eventually your party gonna end. And who is to blame? The government is wrong, but we as the American citizens are wrong too. Because when they were fighting uh, to give these people the loans, nobody said a word about it. Everybody afraid, white Americans afraid to speak up for fear of being called a racist. And black people were, were not going to say anything because they wanted the loans. You know, even those that could kind of afford it didn't say anything because they wanted the loans. And so I don't know, people are not really, what I notice about people, and they don't really pay attention to life and themselves and see what's going on. The government is doing what the government does. It is out of control when we allow it to be out of control. The government is about power and wealth, and that's why we are supposed to control the government. But we don't control the government anymore. If they want to teach our children sex ed at five, we'll just complain about it, but that's about it. And we'll still send our kids off to school and let them teach them whatever they want to teach them. If they want gay marriage, the government says we're going to have gay marriage. The folks are like, no, 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 we shouldn't have it. The government said, yes, 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 we're going to have it. And then the folks say, okay. After a while, they stopped complaining about it. No protest, no, no voting them out. I, Michael made a good point. They shouldn't be in office forever and ever and ever. There are folks who have been in office since I was a little kid, and I'm old in dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and they've just been there, and they haven't done anything good. They've done all things bad, but yet they're voting in every year, however often they vote. The people vote them in. So we're really getting what we deserve. Yes, and to sit back and just yell some more about it and blame the government for it, it's not going to solve the problem because they're, they're going to create more money and settle us down for a minute, make us feel comfortable for a while, and then it's going to all fall apart again. Uh, they have managed to divide us and demoralize us so that they could get what they want. And all we do is call the talk shows and complain. Now, it does help when you call the talk shows because they see that they get a little nervous, but they know that we're not going to vote them out. They know we're really not going to do anything about the situation. That's why I keep going on and on and on and on in a Judeo-Christian Judeo nation. There are people out there running right now, and they are making a promise to us that they're going to give us free health care, free everything, and the people apply. Yeah, right on. Praise the Lord. The government love us. You know, there's never been a time when we should trust the government. But we really are getting what we deserve. Yes, and we still sit back and play, complain like little kids. You can barely get a petition signed. You can barely get Christians to agree on one thing, one issue. You know, they can convince men and women of God that wrong is right. Vote for me and I'll set you free. And men and women of God will vote for them. No faith in God at all, but faith in the government. All in the name of Jesus. So we really are getting what we deserve. Have you ever thought about that? Yes. yes. Anybody thought about that? Yes. Really, we really are. Yes, sir. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. But the people don't know enough about the economy to know how hazardous, 
how dangerous it is to start giving money away for housing. So they depend. We're supposed to have checks and balances. The Republicans are supposed to oppose the, what the Democrats propose to do. I know, but we have sense enough to know that if someone have bad credit or don't have a job and can't afford it, they don't need to be getting this house. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't, I don't things. know all about the whole deal right. either, right. but I do know folks with no credit should not be getting a home. I don't care what color they are, who they are. They don't have a job, or, or if they have a job and don't pay their bills, they should not get a loan. Yeah, I agree. And when we saw that happening, we still didn't do anything because we were all trying to get loans too. We, we so we that, say something about it, it may cut out our opportunity to get a loan. We saw that happening, but we thought, but people think, well, maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe you can make it easier for no, people to get a loan. You know why? Work. We because don't people believe what they want to believe they when they believe, need to believe it. Yeah. You know, just just imagine we had all complained and said, complained about that, and said, no, we can't do this. If you do, we're going to vote you out. That may would have cut out our opportunity of getting a loan. They, we, got, we know little common sense about things. We know the principles of life, but we go along with it. But, but the Republicans were supposed to oppose it, and instead they caved in. But they, they don't have to, it. though, if you keep voting them in. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they work for us, but if we're not going to make them do it, they're absolutely not going to do it. Why should they do it? If your boss don't make you work, then you're not going to work. You know, you could come in every day and make phone calls. Have a good time. Your boss don't say anything. You just do it. Isn't that true? Yeah. It's just human nature. If, if, so if we, the boss, don't make Bush or whomever do what they're supposed to do, they're not going to do it. There's nothing to make them do it because they're not afraid of losing their job. That's right, because we want to believe in Santa Claus. We That's right. We are really getting what we deserve. And I, I, you know, on my show and everywhere, I hear people complaining. I haven't heard one person say, you know what? We deserve this. We've allowed government to be out of control. We now have same-sex marriage in the United States of America, a Judeo-Christian nation. We have same-sex marriage in two states. And New York said, okay, we're going to honor it. If my folks leave and go to California or Massachusetts to get married, they can come back here and we're going to honor it. And by the way... Before you uh, make me, before you swear me in, I cheated on my wife. <laughs> my, I can tell you up front, I cheated. This is what the governor of New York said. I cheated on my wife. She cheated on me. We had a whole nanny time. Okay, now you can swear me in. We, they still swore the guy in like he's going to do the best thing. All in the name of Jesus. What kind of, in the, old, in the good old days, there's no way a governor would be able to tell us before he gets sworn in, he cheated on his wife. And then they go and swear him in. Okay, put your hand on the Bible, son. I'm glad you told me. <laughs> that would not have happened in the good old days. Yes. Where men were men and women were women. Right. But it happens now. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that like food for thought? Yes. I mean, so if you don't make people do the right thing, then why complain? They're not afraid of losing their job. Like if your wife got up every morning and slapped you just before you woke up. <laughs> and you don't say, honey, you, you can't slap me anymore. She's going to slap you the rest of your life. Isn't that true? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but we, we don't vote anybody out. That's right. We don't vote people out. I look, at, be kicked out. Yes. I look at the black community. 
the black politicians have been in there forever and ever and ever. I say Maxine Waters was born in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> they don't vote out. She can do whatever she wants, say whatever she wants. They don't vote out. It's the people. It's we the people, and we don't have control of anything anymore, even in our own personal life. So we are to blame. It feels good to blame the government. You know, it feels good. Oh, Mr. Bush, Mr. Barack, Mr. Everybody is bad. And yes, they're out of control. But I'm telling you, if we change, they will change. We need to vote in two terms, whatever. After the second year, you're out of there. But we don't. So that's why it's happening. And that's why God is just sitting up there. He and Jesus went down to uh, uh, Coffee Bean this morning. <laughs> they walked down to the corner of, of the heaven up there. And they got a cafe mocha. They went back to the house and turned the TV on. And, like, and Jesus said to his father, we're going to watch him complain today, right, Dad? He was like, yeah. <laughs> How's your cafe mocha? <laughs> he's not going to do anything about it because he's already given us the power. It's up to us. Really. He's not going to do anything. We got to wake up and take back the power. If the power is in us, in all of life, every aspect of our life is inside of us. So if we let it happen, it's going to happen. At one point, they were talking about uh, making it so that uh, the blacks and Hispanics could not file bankruptcy as a part of this bill so they could get their houses back or something like that, right? Now, they were fighting for something like that, and people were like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> And I'm thinking, you know what, tomorrow I'll just stop paying my house note. I don't have to worry now. You know? This will be a good time. Yeah, and everybody just file bankruptcy, forget it. <laughs> we the people, the Judeo-Christian nation, that's why somebody said we're becoming a secular uh, society. That's why. What's to stop it? When the, when the children of God are weak, then society will fall apart. And all you have are complaints. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I hate to bust your bur bubbles here, but it's in us. The government is not for us unless we make it for us. And we keep, they say, oh, we want to raise your taxes because uh, we need a program for the folks with AIDS. So you're going to have to pay for it. And we're like, oh, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. And then they pass it anyway, and we just pay. Have you noticed that? Yes. And then next year they'll run again and we'll re-elect those folks who raise the taxes so we can pay for AIDS. I was on the airplane last night and this flight attendant makes an announcement, fashion seatbelts, uh, don't jump out the window kind of thing, right? <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, we have a, we're raising money for breast cancer on the airplane. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want, I want to hear a fundraiser announcement on the airplane. And uh, they get away with it. You just took the mic and talked about bonds. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's we the people. Yes. It's not we the government. They're doing what they do because we let them do it. We're not in control. Yes. I think that, I think that generally people are bowled, bowled over by these elected officials because they have degrees 
and they've gone to Ivy League yeah. colleges and stuff like that. And so you assume, you kind of assume that they will do the right thing for the public, but they don't have any common sense Yeah. and no accountability. Well, you need to know that the government will never, ever, ever do the right thing for you until you make them do it. They're, they're never going to do it. It's not in their nature to do it. Power corrupts. And to be in that kind of position, because they are not children of God, they are not going to do good. Never assume that the government is going to do the right thing. I don't care how movie starish they are. They are not going to do the right thing. They all lie to you. They all are liars. But yes. people love lies. Yes. You know, the Judeo-Christian Judeo nation love lies. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. You're not going to even vote for anyone that tells you the truth. That person is a mean person. How dare you tell me the truth? I'm going to vote for the liar. The one that made me feel good. Yes. You know, that's what people love. They love lies. Who in here loves somebody that tells you the truth? Nobody in this room likes people that tell them the truth. See? <laughs> when we're out dating, we don't look for an honest person. We look for a liar. You point at favor? Oh, you raise your hand? You love for people to tell you the truth? I appreciate it. Will you look for a, a woman you're looking <laughs> We look for a woman. Are you looking for a woman? Oh, I got to find me a woman that's going to be honest with me. Or are you looking for a liar? No, I'm not, I'm not really even looking. But if I do get a relationship, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want a liar. I don't want a... We should love true. If we are of God, <laughs> if we are of God, we should love true. But we don't love truth anymore, so we get in what we deserve. We get the type of government that we deserve. That's just reality, but it doesn't have to be that way. Let me take this hand first. Yes, sir. Well, there, there's kind of a, there's a spiritual setup that says if you are evil, if you're not a child of God, if you notice these people are very good at lying. They're very good at what they do. I've been noticing, I think, during this crisis. Yeah. You could point to someone and say, you took you know, a billion dollars from, from Joe, Blah, blah. And somehow they'll make it somebody else's fault. Yeah. Just automatically like that, yeah. so smoothly. Yeah. But if you are the average person who tries to go combat that, they'll wipe the floor with you. Yeah. Because you're not strong, you're kind of in the middle somewhere, you've got some decency in you, but it, it just seems to work that way, that this, it's like a mismatch. So the only way to win is to be good, or have good working through you. That's right. It's the only way only you can win. Way. And that's why we have to realize that this battle that we're fighting is a spiritual battle. Everything we do is a battle between right and wrong, good versus evil. So when you do come up against a good liar, you can just wipe them out, wipe, clean their clock. Because you're going to have good working through us. God didn't just give up the Holy Spirit so that some liar can wipe us out. You know? And the Holy Spirit is not somebody that you've got to go to church and shout up on. I'm listening to a preacher this morning. And he was like, just, just shout. Just call on the Lord. Just who been hollering and inventing that the Holy Spirit is going to come. That's a lie. Yes. You know, God gave us a protector, and he's inside of us, so that when we come up against the good liars, we can reveal them. We can wipe them out. But the problem is most people are not called by God. They don't have it. They are not children of God. And that's why... These, these politicians or whomever to get there and blame everybody else. The Democrats blame the Republicans, Republicans blame Democrats, and we're like, oh, and if we're on the Republican side, we're like, yeah, right on, Mr. Republican. 
And we're on the Democrat side. We're like, yeah, right on, Mr. Democrat. And both are lying. And so, and we'll only cheer for the one that's going to give us what make us feel good. That's what it's all about. It's not about right and wrong. It's about whomever going to make us feel good. And that's a problem. That is absolutely a problem because it's just a spiritual battle, folks. That's why you got to wake up so you can see what's going on. They're all lies. And to be honest with you, none of them are going to save you. You know, and none of them are going to say it's going to be more of the same unless the people change. That's the only thing that's going to change the government. It's going to have to be us demanding it. I'm sorry for going on and on. Yes. History says that people will not change without being, without having events change them. For instance, the yeah. values that we have now are from the Great Depression. Yeah. Because people went through hard times. Before that, they were blowing their money in the 20s. They had a market crash. People went off the deep end when they had good things. Yeah. Now lately, we've had our, our, our stocks go up and our real estate go up. When people are doing good, we, it, it's just the way it works. So in a way, it's a funny blessing that we need to have some hard times put on us. Because other than that, I don't see people, a, a mass of people changing. And how many people agree with that? Okay. Everybody, huh? Well, it's unfortunate that that has to happen because... When Christ put everything back in order, he doesn't want us to have to go through a crisis in order to try and survive because a lot of folks don't make it through the crisis. They end up jumping out the window. They end up freaking out and whatever, right? He is already, that's why he said, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be added. Put him first so that when these material things fall apart, fall away from you, you can still maintain peace because your values are built on him. You know, your life is based on him. And so when your life is based on him, then you don't have to go down before you can. You know, he allows you to see what's going on. He prepares you for it. As a matter of fact, he tells us to watch and see what's going on. Keep an eye on what's going on. By knowing yourself, you keep an eye on what's going on. You're not of the world. You're in it. So that when the world freaks out, you've already built your life in a good, uh, a good foundation. You know, you got money saved in the right place, you've invested it in the right places, so you don't have to freak out. I, as children of God, we should not have to go down in order to live. We shouldn't have to go through pain in order to recognize freedom. But because most people have egos, you know, all in the name of Jesus, they go down too. And they say, oh, I have to go down before I can live. No, you don't. That's a lie. I wouldn't want to take that risk. A lot of people go down, they don't make it back. They die with the Bible in their hand. Really, it's all set up for his children. We don't have to do that anymore. But you got to put him first. And you have to be sincere about it. Not weird about it, but just know, i got to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. It has to be foremost in your life. And I'm telling you, it changes your whole reality. And then you don't accept this notion that you know, we got to go down before we realize what we have. You can see what you have and have an appreciation for it. That's why we must be born again so that we can wake up. Okay, I'm coming back this way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. John. Oh, yeah, you know, what, a lot of what you have said here is, uh, you know, you can't trust the government and they do whatever they, they lie to us and then do whatever they want to do. But you see, for instance, what we do, you know what it is th these days? It's not enough anymore to vote. That's not enough. 
you really need to get involved. All of us need to spend a certain amount of our time watching out what, what these guys do. Yeah. Because, you know, here we are, they passed the laws, you know, like when homosexual uh, laws have been passed, we don't even know about it. Yeah. Because we are not informed. And just and you, and you let, me, don't let me just add one quick thing to that. Yes. The reason I mentioned the homosexual thing, you have to realize that the family has been ordained by God. And everything that we are, everything we become, is done in that family. And the family is the image of what the kingdom of heaven is, right? And so these folks are like deliberately trying to destroy that image. Yes. And then just look at the black community, for example, as a result of the family being destroyed. I mean, it's in a state of emergency right now. Because the dad is gone and evil has overtaken the woman and children, and it's out of control. And so when they come up with this abnormal lifestyle of marriage and all that, believe me, evil is working through those folks, and evil understands what it's doing. Even if they don't understand, evil knows what it's doing. And if it destroys that family, it's over for America. That family... Even, look at your own life when you didn't have a good father or mother to guide you. Look how messed up you are. You know, you're overcoming that, that the parents didn't do for you. So we don't have normal families, righteous families, orderly families. It's over for Americans. So they're not just trying to create this homosexual so-called family because they don't have anything else to do. Evil want to destroy any chance of children uh, being connected to what is right. That's why they want to destroy the family. Look at the average man. The average man isn't worth a dime today. Really. We afraid, worry, have doubt and fear, trying to get all the sex that they can get, trying to get all and whatever it is they can get. They don't care about righteousness. They don't understand that they have been given a responsibility by God to deal with evil, to protect their woman and children from evil people. They don't understand that. They're all having fun. You know? And so when they create this homosexual family, it's not by chance. It's to destroy the image of, of God on earth, to put it out. And so there's a lot going on. There. And that's why God said, know yourself, wake up so you can see what's going on. And then we can fight it back with the power that's in us. But it's not happening. You could barely get 10 Christians to a rally. Have you noticed that? Yes. Come on down and let's fight against uh, these new bills they're trying to pass to uh, change the order of the family. You go down there, you got one black person and nine whites. And all of them are older than dirt. You don't even have young people in there. <laughs> have you noticed that? You don't even have young people fighting for what is right. But on the other side, they bring in all, they, they take the school bus and bring in the whole school of kids, you know, to fight for evil. We just let it happen because we don't really understand and can't see the spiritual battle that's going on. Anyway, enough for me. Yes, sir. Just add a few things here. The, the bad part is, you see, for instance, what, like when you talked about the homosexual family, you know, they make the laws. They make the laws. Because we let then, them. Then you can't do anything about it anymore. But you can. Yeah, you can. But it's better, it's better to do something before right. the laws are being passed. But they say, oh, let's feel sorry for them. They are human too. They are people too. So let them, let them screw up the family. 
because they are human too. And we say, oh, praise the Lord. Who am I to judge? I hear that so much from the Christian now, it made me sick. Yes. Who am I to judge? If you're not going to judge, why even bother being a Christian? Stay a, a liar. And Does that make sense or am I not here? Can I add something? It's crazy. That, that's the attitude up in, in, in Sacramento. That's, that's, what, the attitude, that's what they think. That's you know, the attitude in L.A. and everywhere. But, but, but they make laws up there. We, that's we let the them do it. You see, that's the problem. They make the laws up there. But that's, that's a prevailing attitude. You know what? Uh, you you got you to have a big heart. You have to understand the homosexuals. And you know what? You want to be good. You want to help them. But John, you see, that's, that's the, the attitude same, that's existing up there. But that's the same attitude in the churches as well. Yeah, of course. It didn't just go up there first. Now, the only thing Those is people the, up there came from the churches down here. Yes. You know, there are, abortion, there are like 70% of abortion meals are in the black community. 70 of them, percent of them. And, you know, you tell the preachers, come on out, let's protest. Bring your folks out, let's do something. Who am I to judge? A woman has a right to her body. And what it means is, I don't want to make her mad because I want the money. Mm -hmm. All in the name of Jesus. This is why they're in Sacramento, because they go to these churches. They're members of somebody's church. And do the preacher rebuke them? No. Oh, bring in, a, bring in that big money. I know a church that has so many uh, sports people and entertainers and actors in their church, there's no way they're going to rebuke these folks. The, the, the city council go to their church. <laughs> and they have good Sunday morning services. And on Monday morning, they go back to work and vote on a gay bill. All in the name of Jesus. And what we do, we're like, yeah, vote them in. We vote them in year after year after year. We're to blame. Let me come back to you guys a minute. Yes, sir. The, uh, the whole thing about all what we're saying is it's the premise of bond and it's what you just said a second ago is to seek him first. Yes. You know, and he said, God said, Jesus said, who, the him that we're talking about, who he is. He said, I am the truth and I am the light. We need to seek those things first. And I remember, you know, my wife reminds me of it all the time, is to, we have to be still. You know, we have to be still. We have to, we have to, and that's the only way we're going to see him, is uh, we have to filter through all these things that we're thrown. And the only way we can filter through all those things is to be still. You know, uh, I remember being a, a, a young guy, a teenager, and being liberal, and, and I listened to this uh, debate with, uh, with uh, John Tunney and Bruce Hutchinson about the Alan Bakke case back in 1979. And that was my first realization of, uh, of the truth politically. You know, this guy, this white guy wanted to get into a university school, but he wasn't able to get in, although he had the grades and everything else, yeah. because they had to fill up with all these minorities that didn't really deserve to be there. Yeah. And I, it just I just realized how wrong that was. Yeah. And from that, it extended to my appreciation to a man like Ronald Reagan. And, and uh, just one thing, you know, back in 23 years ago, back in, in 86, Ronald Reagan was president. I just happened to be in, living in L.A. at the time. I was building a, a uh, converting the building for E.B. Hill, a prominent pastor at the time. He, he died just when Rachel and I got married. But at the time, he was building this place called the Lord's Kitchen. And uh, Ronald Reagan called him while I was doing that uh, kitchen. He, he had been friends with Ronald Reagan since Ronald Reagan was governor of California. And asked him to head up a program that, that uh, billions of dollars were going to for all over the country 
for all these wayward kids, the halfway homes and all that stuff. We were spending billions of dollars of that with as taxpayers. Ronald Reagan knew only 20% of that money was getting down to the cause. Yeah. And Ronald Reagan knew if he re-diverted it, got uh, volunteers and people like E.B. Hill to help run it, that they could save a lot of money. The pro it was successful. He saved the taxpayers half that money. He cut the budget in half. More money, at, with even the budget being cut in half, was getting down to the source, which yeah. was Ronald Reagan understood that. But the thing is, when I, the point I want to make is, yeah, make a long story okay, short. Okay, is is, uh, <laughs> is Pastor Hill brought the newspaper out, which uh, maybe about a week later, and showed it to me, and said, "Look at look at what it says. It says Ronald Reagan slashes inner city uh, kids' budget." It didn't say anything about how he saved the taxpayers' money, how yeah. more money was getting down to the cost. It just made him look like he was a racist. You know, he, wanted to, he didn't want to help the young kids. And that's what they do. And we can see it now more than ever with this Obama, that the major media is in bed with these politicians. Yeah. You know, so it kind of throws us for a loop on what to believe. And until we get back to the core principle of bond, we're not going to know the truth. Yeah, because that's, that's why a guy said, trust no man. He doesn't want us to get caught up with people because when you're caught up with them, you can't really see where they're coming from. Even this, this financial thing that we're dealing with now, whenever you watch the debate, they have one person saying one thing about it and another one saying another thing about it and they're all supposed to be experts and if we the people don't really understand economics, we're not going to know who's telling the truth. And everybody are presenting their feeling, their, their side of it. They're not necessarily saying what's right about it. They're saying, it's all, you know, if they're a Republican, they're giving their Republican opinion about it. If they're a Democrat, they're giving their Democrat opi uh, opinion about it. And we, we don't know what's right, but we'll just cheer on because we really can't see. We've got to come back to common sense. And you're right, we've got to come back to common sense. I had a good friend of mine who was a professional tell me yesterday or Friday, uh, I hate Republicans. I just hate them. There is nothing a Republican can ever do. So, you know, and that comes from being deceived about Republicans. So they don't check in to see what anything is about. Ronald Reagan's the enemy. He took away the program, so hate him. And that's the mentality of Americans today. They hate. They don't really look at what's going on. Yes, ma'am. Um, basically, I think you said this already. Um, people are not putting God first when they're no. voting for these people. Seem seem like... I imagine back in the day they did, you know, when We the People was written, that they put God first before writing this whole thing. That's right. And now somehow the tables have turned where no one, the people have fallen away from God, basically. So they're voting for people who don't believe in God or have fallen away from God. So yeah. that's how these decisions are made. I think they should put God on the ballot when we go vote. I'm going to wear a t-shirt and say, I vote for God because... I just don't trust either party. Yeah. I don't. And the thing about it, they're so clever now because they know most Christians are not born again of God. They know about him, but they don't know him. They'll even say, oh, I believe in the Lord. I'm a Christian. They'll say that. There are people out there running for office right now who says that they are Christian. But yet, they support everything that is anti-God. Right. Abortion, same-sex marriage, teaching kids, sex ed, whatever it may be. They'll, and they say, oh, I'm a Christian. And so the Christians are saying, yeah, you know what? I'm going to vote for this person because they said that they believe in God. And well, what about these things that goes against God? You can put your hand down. What about these things that goes against God? Never mind. All of the politicians are going to do that anyway.
Christians are saying this, not realizing that this battle is a battle between good and evil. You just can't, you can't vote for evil. And, and then they have this thing, let's vote for the lesser evil, right? That's dumb. Evil is evil. Less is lesser doesn't make sense. If it's evil, it's evil. How do you say you're a man or woman of God and I'm going to vote for the lesser evil? I'm going to marry this woman because she's less evil than the other woman. <laughs> you're still going to catch hell. No matter how less the evil is, it's still going to be painful. But they are voted for the Christian, all in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what their lifestyle. I'm glad that Jesus set an example for us. He was a living example. He didn't just say, well, I'm the son of God. Vote for me and I'll set you free. He lived it so that we could see it and know that it's real. But Christians are not required to live it anymore. All you have to do is just say that you are. And don't you judge that Christian. That's what they'll say. Well, if you're a Christian, how are you able to cheat on your wife? Who are you to judge? Don't you hear that now? From the church. I have a, uh, there was a preacher called my radio show out of Memphis, Tennessee. His first name is Tom. And he was so angry, he said, I have to catch my breath, I'm so mad at you. And all I'm doing is pointing out good and evil, right? And then he went on and on, and he finally said to me, oh, the I, w- I want to pimp slap you. And hung up on me. I'm like, how the preacher going to pimp slap me? Suppose that I am wrong, Mr. Preacher. Have patience with me. But the preacher is anger, angry. And I'm like, you're not a preacher. You're not a man of God with that kind of anger. Who are you to judge? And then he called back the next day and said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about wanting to pimp slap you. <laughs> I said, that's all right, Mr. Preacher. I understand. I was surprised, but that's okay. Then he went back into a dialogue. He got angrier again, became angry, and called me Uncle Tom and hung up. And I'm like, that's weird. His name is Tom, and he called me the Uncle Tom. Isn't he the Uncle Tom? (laughs) Since his name is Tom? But this is what Christianity is all about. It has no power anymore. And that's why evil is winning. There's no power in Christianity. And God said, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're supposed to be winning this battle. But they're sounding like... They have redefined Jesus, though. Yeah. We have a different Jesus. We don't have the same Jesus. Yeah. Almost 20 years ago, I was sitting next to you when Cecil Murray said if he had a gun, he's going to shoot you. Yeah, if I had a gun, I would shoot you. A preacher (laughs) said that to me. But yet he has one one of the largest churches in the city. And he's going to shoot the man that is wrong. And if I'm wrong, don't kill me. Try to show me the right way. That's the responsibility of a, uh, of a, a Christian and a, and a preacher. But we don't have that. You know what? That's fine, too. Who are we to judge? We are getting what we deserve, so stop complaining. And as soon as they pass this, uh, this law that says you can't file bankruptcy, we're all going to join force. Let's stop making a payment, and, and you, they can't take it away from you. We love it. That's why we got what we got. It's our fault. Anybody disagree with that? Faye, you disagree with me? No, no, I, but I want to say that um, there are, I do disagree part of it that they're all liars. There are a few honest like ones who? in there. Well, like the last debate. I mean, I saw her beat the pale, and I didn't see her as a liar at all. So why did she say 
you know what, Mr. Biden, part of the problem is that you guys let those blacks and Mexicans who could not afford the loan <laughs> get the loan. Right. Why yes. did she say that? She didn't bring that up at all. Right. But That's she not did That would have been powerful. I agree. That would have been from a woman but, of God, yeah. and that would have been the truth. But, and the people of God would have stood up and said, thank you, Jesus. Yes. The and Messiah she, is here. But she did. She did no, hit him. no. She, she hit him on a few things. No, I agree with you there. That would have been so easy for me to say. I, I would have taken my afro off and said that. <laughs> well, Mr. Biden, what about the Democrats who voted for this bill that let folks with no credit right. get loans? Well, and I you admit, knew you were doing I it. I am expecting them to come out with that, like, <laughs> right away. If you don't force and it, it's also, not going to happen. No, I agree. And also, um, I did hear a McCain ad, which did bring out that he was trying to put in these regulations to stop this crazy lending in 2005. But so don't say stop this crazy lending. Say stop this lending that you, with folks who ain't got no money. Right. Stop it with folks who have and, bad credit, who at, don't pay their bills. Say it that way. Say these black folks ain't paying their bills. But I, Wouldn't I, that be more effective? Yeah, but I'm, but no, you can't do that. That's politically wrong. And so you have Christian people running for president that won't tell the truth, and we applaud. Yeah, she's gonna save us, or he's gonna save us. They are so good. Well, it's something wrong with that. They're, they're gonna do the same thing. We need the truth. Yeah, but you it's see, the truth that's gonna set I, us free. I agree. But I, I and if you're I, a child of God, you should not be afraid of truth. Right, and and I do agree. Uh, we should. We need to push. That's why I said people want liars. We need to. Now push. this woman know if she said that she's gonna lose. Mm -hmm. That's the reality yeah, that's of that. It. If right. she that's said it. that, right. she would be called racist and she would lose. That's right. It's unacceptable to say that. So she's not gonna speak the truth because the people want the lies. No, I I, I don't think. You know, I, well, let's see what. You're gonna say the way Jesse let's said. Let's see. It. Let's see what happens <laughs> in next in the next month, but. I, right, I, let's see what happens. We need, I agree with you, we need, and I'm going to do it too, we need to push them to do this. Yeah, that's right. we got to get on them. Look, <laughs> look, you know, whoever our team is, let's get this done because we're in a dire situation here. And there is a, still a stark contrast, I see, between the two. But we need to influence them as much as possible. And I, I you know, in my political life, I've always voted, but I, I didn't send them money and stuff, and now I do. I send what I can afford, and I'm going to go out there and do what I can because I'm not just going to sit down and let this happen. Right, and, and that's good. We should be out there involved. This is our country. This is the greatest country in the world. It's, it's built on the values of God, and if we love what's right, we should be involved. But we should not accept lies and part truths and stuff like that because we're going to get the same thing. You know, and I'm not... I'm, to, I'm, you know, this is a bond Sunday service. I'm not promoting a politic. I'm talking about the spirit behind what's going on. And, and children of God need to recognize that. These people are not, still not telling us the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help us God. But because we're on one team and, and this, these people are on one team, we applaud our team. I voted for President Bush twice. He didn't do what he said he was going to do. And he said he was a Christian all the way through the thing. <laughs> He didn't amend the Constitution protecting the family. Right. I mean, a man of God would have done that. Yeah. He would have done that. And I believe Mr. Bush is a good guy. I'm not putting him down, but I'm just saying, how do you be a man of God and don't protect the family, the order of heaven? Right. But you know, he didn't close the border to protect the people at home first. Right. 
Uh, but yeah, we apply. But, but we need to not, and I'm not saying you're doing this, we need to not throw up our hands and give up on our I'm side. not saying that. No, I know you're not. I'm, not, I'm trying to I wake know, up the men and women of God. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I want to get it clear. I'm not, oh, let me get back to the numbers. That just told me. If you want to call in on this, you can right now. 800-411-2663. 1-800-411-BOND. You can also email radio at bondinfo.org. Radio at bondinfo.org. You put your name and town. You can get involved in this discussion right now. Go ahead. Make your point real fast for me. Yeah, no, just I just know some people that, that you know, that do see, you know, well, they're both pretty much the same, and they just, they kind of give up, and that's, that's not right either. I know you're not saying that. Not at all. Right. Yeah, I'm saying that, oh, church at Bond, thank you, Doug. You're doing a good job. Uh, the email address, the radio is the radio show, huh? How do you expect me to remember all this stuff? Church at bondinfo.org. Church at bondinfo.org. That's how you communicate now. I asked Daryl, how do you expect to remember? You got a big sign right in front of me, huh? <laughs> Don't vote for me. <laughs> when they get there, they being the politicians, uh, I never forget, uh, I got to go to D.C. with you, and we ate lunch at the Senate dining room. Yes. And then when we were leaving, we were walking out, they give us a card and says, a lot of the senators and uh, congressmen, they, this is where they go. And then they winked and said, a lot of pretty women down there. Yeah. You know, and they, so they get down and there. we ran down there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they get, they, a, lot of, a lot of them go to Washington with good intentions. But as Eric McCain said, he, he was talking about Republicans. He always talked about as Republicans. He never, McCain. He, oh. he talked about Republicans, but he never talked about Democrats. But he said, he said we came to Washington to, 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 change, to, to change Washington, but Washington changed us. And that's yeah. exactly true, but he's, you know, he speaks bad about the Republicans. He never says anything bad yeah. about Democrats. Coward. But they're all, they're all yeah. in the same boat. Yeah, that's why I say we the people, as men and women of God, we got to put first thing first. Seek first the kingdom of God his right way. Put righteousness first so that we can have the power to uh, 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 make sure that our country is ran in the way it should be run. We are in charge of this. It, really, we are. They are afraid to be voted out. They love power. They don't want to be voted out. But if we go along with it, they're going to do it. Just like in any aspect of your life, what you allow to happen in your life will happen. People can only do what you allow them to do in your life. If you don't take control, then you have no power. Then you start wimping and whining and, and blaming. I don't hear anybody in this debate from the White House to the outhouse really pointing out publicly what is going on. It's a blame game. And they're not really telling on each other. They know exactly what happened. They know, but they're not coming out and telling us exactly what happened. They say just enough not to offend anyone and expect us to figure it out and still vote for them. And you know what we do? We take sides and vote. That's what we do. Have you noticed that? We debate the issue, call the radio shows, debate the issues, and then we vote. And then we have more of the same. And then we complain for another four years. So you're getting what you deserve. It doesn't have to be that way. Yes, sir. I'll come back to you, Rob. I'm sorry. Let me take this and then this young lady. I think, I think the big pro uh, problem is that we don't, uh, that we uh, as human beings don't assert, uh, 
assert our uh, strength of uh, object, objective aware, awareness. I'll give you an interesting example. I, uh, a couple weeks, uh, a week ago, I went to a two-day business seminar on how they, how you, uh, how, uh, and how you um, make a make a business in the stock market. And um, one of the rules they show, they tell you is that you you do not go into the stock market to make money. You go into the stock market to effectively manage uh, manage risk because. That's the only way one can actually make a money in any business by effectively manage risk. And when they showed them the various diagrams and rules of how uh, how one do, uh, does that, it came it comes to me that people don't uh, don't want to be uh, be objective when, uh, when dealing with their own money. They um they actually want uh, go on the idea uh, go on the oh yeah do it let's let yours do it. All I said want to do is. To reap the profit, uh, profits, but none of us want to do the work, uh, work that's necessary. Yeah, they they trust other people more than they trust themselves. Yeah, and don't really take control. You know, he, he brought up a point. Oh, I left my mind. It'll come back. He brought up something that I thought about this week, but I'll come back to it. Yes. Oh, I, one point I thought of. Most people don't want to stand alone either. I was talking to another person about what's going on now, and they were like, "I really don't see things the way other people are seeing it, but I'm afraid to say it." Because everybody's saying this thing, you know, and it seemed to be right, and I'm not sure. You got to be willing to stand up for what is right, even if you have to stand alone. Just because the crowd is going, yeah, 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 you know, and you don't see it that way, just be quiet until you can see it. If you don't, you know, you're not sure. But don't just jump on board and go with it because everybody's saying it. You know what I'm saying? But we tend to do that. When, when the crowd is happy and jumping up and down, everybody's happy. But they don't really know what they're happy about. They're just happy because everybody else is happy. They're not really looking at it. You've got to be able to see what's going on for yourself. Really, you've got to see it for yourself. And if you're lost in darkness, you're not able to see it for yourself. So you've got to follow the crowd because you're not sure what the right way is. You know, everybody's saying, yeah, this is good. You're afraid to say, no, it's not. They're going to yell at you. They're going to want to pimp slap you, you know? Yes, ma'am. Well, just listening to the discussion, I just, the one thing that keeps coming to my mind, because I don't get into politics, and I really don't care about the economy and all of that, because I just believe I'm not governed by those rules, so I don't need to worry about who gets in office and what they do and how they do it. I mean, with the same-sex marriages, I really, I mean, you know, we say we could do something about it, but if we're not doing it collectively, then, you know, what's going to be done. And like you said, we, we said we don't want these things. We vote and you still, it nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens when you, you know. Because you have voted in people who are not on the side of good. That's why. Well, and even you, when you do, like. But you don't know. Because if you did, we wouldn't be having this problem. We vote in people who say that they're on the side of good. But they always say, Jesse. Right. They lie all the time. That's yeah. my whole deal. <clears throat> Both sides, they lie. Right. They, they have a hidden agenda. And they lie their way in, and then they do whatever it is that they want, despite what people, you know, want to happen. The one thing I want to say to you is that you need to be involved. You need to know the issues. You need to be concerned because when we vote, the, the person that we're voting in is going to affect our lives. This is going to be decisions. my third time voting. I don't even vote. I, I really don't vote because it's, it, it, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, it just makes I, no I understand sense. because we are voting for liars. 
And it's so, they're so clever now that they say that they're Christian. They'll say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And so all the Christians are like, he said he is a Christian or she said it, so it must be, who am I to judge? None of us are perfect, so let's go with it. But everybody and they don't look at what the person stands for. Yeah, they and all say it now. Like when you leave, like when we're out and about at places and there's something wrong going on, I, would, I, I bet you, like if we had to have it stamped on us, then you would see these all these Christians over there doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, when, when you're on the road and people are flipping you off, you're like, I know the church is filled up with all these people. I bet you I come into contact with some of you guys that are on the road yeah, acting crazy. How yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's the Christians that are doing it or the Catholics or whatever. And it's, it's the religious people that are Because they're not real way. men and women of God. And that's the sad thing about it. It's like you just throw God's name around now, throw Christianity around, just like anything now. You know, just throw it around and put it. But if we put it, if we put lean it on, on God, then we don't have to worry about what the economy is doing because we're not governed by those rules. That's right. You don't have to worry. As a matter of fact, if you believe in God, it's impossible to worry. Right. But yet, you're gonna do what's right for your country. You want to make sure things are done. You want to protect the family. So you want people who are gonna represent that protection because you're gonna always have evil fighting against that. But it's been it's going a, on for years and years, Jesse. Right, like, because we've been, years and years, we've been coming weaker and weaker and weaker. You know, I tell black Americans especially, and some white folks too, don't even bother to go to church. Stay home. <laughs> you have a better chance being home now than going to the church because your preacher is not going to tell you the truth. You know, he's not going to support what's right. He's not going to rebuke you if you're wrong. He's he going to allow the politicians to come in and, and not rebuke the politicians. He's going to say, oh, yeah, vote for this guy. He's a member of my church, even though he's voted for all the wrong thing that goes against God's principle. And the Christian's like, yeah, that's good. Those are other people, they do it, so why not? So, but you've got to get involved. We have to get involved because we will be affected by it if we allow it to happen. We, we will we'll be high behind rocks. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Oh, Rob, then I'm coming. Let me tell you right here first, then I'm coming. Yes, sir. I was trying to, uh, when Pat was mentioning uh, earlier on about how important and how, in other words, let me backtrack here. Uh, I believe that we need to go through hard times. You do? We do. I mean, we've been so much clouded by complacency, all the material things, and we've been doing very well and stuff over the past 20, 40 years after World War II after the Great Depression, and we somehow gone into this little, what do you call it, altered state of reality that says, oh, let them have, oh, let them have sex before marriage, oh. Tell them to close that door oh, back Oh, just let it, oh, let's, pa uh, let them pass the same-sex marriage law. It's not going to affect me. Well, I, I agree that some you know I mean? people will have to suffer yeah. in order to wake them up, but it's already set up where we don't have to suffer. We should be able to see and that would change our lives right, without right. having so, to go down right. in hopes that we can come back up. Right. Some, will uh, some will have to suffer through it. You're absolutely right. And it's like, unfortunate. Like, like, for example, see in 9-11, okay, when we're in such dire straits here over security and stuff here, people woke up. People Not emerged. really. People emerged. I mean, that's only a snapshot. No. I disagree that people woke up during 9-11. A little bit. When people emotionally got involved, and as soon as... We were, were not attacked in the morning. We're back to their corner. Right. They did right. not wake up. Mm -hmm. Because when you wake up, you stay awake. Right. You don't go back asleep as soon as the emotions die down. Right. 
Right. People come, but and, and that's a false awakening too, because I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, Americans woke up," you know, when we were attacked. They are saying that they emotionally came together, and and did what they had to do. As soon as things settled down, they went back to sleep in the same as usual. Nothing changed, so they did not wake up. They absolutely did not wake up. So and we, children of God would know that they did not wake up. It's just an emotional reaction. So we would probably might have to go through a period like they did in the Great Depression. I don't know what it's going to take. But I just pray to God that he allows me to see so that I don't have to go down to come back up with you guys. Yeah. And I want to be able to see it before I have to suffer through it. And why suffer through it if Christ has already made it possible for me not to have to suffer through it? Why what? saying suffering when we're not governed by those rules. I don't care what the conditions of the world are, world is. If it's saying in the word, in God's word, that we have the power to overcome and do all these things, we are, don't have to worry about but what's going on. But do you know any Christians who are not worried and who are not suffering through the world's issues? I'll, and when I talk to them, I say, aren't you a Christian? Well, go to the Bible. You need to know the words of the Bible because if you knew you wouldn't take on though that kind of a I'll take worry. You Let me. You make a I very interesting point. Let me say about the word of the Bible. You can know the words in the Bible until the cows come home, but it's not going to do you any good. I know that's what I say to them. They know. They. I'll say what. What is the scripture like? Luke eight or whatever says Matthew six twenty three. What does it say? And they'll say da 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 da. I was like, why are you just saying it? Why are you not? Applying that to your and life. Do you know why they're not? Should be done with it. You know why they're just done. saying it and not applying it to their life? Do you know why? I think that they don't get it. I think they just some lip service type of people. They're not born again. They're not born again. You can't just study the Bible. You can't apply they the Bible. They don't have that faith. They're not born again. You, you can't apply the Bible to your life. The word is in our heart. That's why God said the kingdom of heaven is within. And we need to enter into that kingdom and start living from the word in our heart. And that's what the Bible says, too. They, they do know the Bible. They can quote the Bible all it, right? day, all night. They go to church. So to but yeah, because they're not born again. They must be born again. They need a new spirit. They need a new identity. And that's what's missing because the preachers don't know how to tell them to get to that new identity. They got to lay down this ego life that is built up with the Bible. Uh, and, and lay that down so they can come from a different source, a different place. Right. Uh, yes, sir. I was going to say, getting back to the point about uh, voting, you know, voting for the lesser of two evils. Um, I mean, that neither side is ever really on the side of good. You know, it's good according to their own, to what's popular. The key is, uh, as a man or woman of God, is you vote for who you believe will do the job. But you got to go beyond that and hold them accountable. And that's the key. Yeah, the government, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a steering wheel. You know, yeah. It'll turn however you want to turn it. But you have to hold them accountable instead of worrying about who won or who didn't. Hold them accountable. And yeah, you can't you hire your employees and then sit back and think they're going to yeah, do you the gotta, job. The, you got to have that leverage hand yeah. that you can be fired, you can be reprimanded, you can be held accountable. That's right. And that's how you impart change. It's not about voting for McCain versus Obama. Even yeah. if Obama wins, we can still hold him accountable in that position and make him do what's right. That's right. But it's up to us to make it happen. And it's not happening. Right. It's happening. It's not happening. Yes, sir. It doesn't have to be any of I think, uh, going along with what you were saying, from what I've been learning from 
working with the radio show and and just being around different people and being in church that people just don't know who God is anymore. Yeah. They have their, their own thoughts about who he is. Uh, they think that he just excuses all the stuff that's going on and he goes yeah. along with anything. They just don't really know. And it's like no real difference between the church and the world anymore. That it's like is so you, true. From being in church, they teach you you can't, you can't judge this person, you can't do this. They just put so much restrictions on it. You can't say what's wrong. You just have to pray for them and, <laughs> and keep going. And it just got to the point, I, I sit in church and it's like, they put restrictions on everything. All you do is shout and, and pray and dance around and they preach. But then as soon as you get outside, then it's up. You go back to whatever you were doing. That's right. And then at the next Sunday, you can ask for forgiveness for what you did, and it's okay. <laughs> so basically, you do whatever you want to do, and you just pray for forgiveness, and that's the end of it. That's and right. And that's the way it's been going, and that's how we've been controlling the government. It <laughs> might be some good people in the world that want to get in the government and really turn things around, but they, they can't do it because most of the people don't know who God is. So they're gonna vote for the people that's that's like them. They excuse all these things they've been taught to to excuse this and let this go. So they vote for people that that do the same thing. Okay, they they excuse it too. So yeah. So we keep controlling the government the same way that we've been taught. And the government they can't they know that they have to go along with us or we won't vote for them. Yeah. So they won't say what what's right because we won't vote for them if they say what's right. Yeah. And that's. That's how we control the government. Amen, amen. That's exactly what's going on. It's exactly what's going on. <laughs> Don was sitting in the show one day, and he was like, he's an engineer for my radio show, right? He was like, oh, I couldn't do your job. And sometimes he gets so frustrated, he has to say something on the mic. But you're absolutely right. The, the church is just watered down now. Just pray for them. I hear it all the time. Pray for them. Why are you pointing it out? Pray for them. Because the preacher told them, just pray for them. And while you're praying for them, they're taking you right to hell with them. While you're praying for them. That's exactly what's going on. In the good old days, this would never have happened. When we were on that plantation, this would not have happened. It would not have happened. But just pray for them. Well, they're voting for same-sex marriage. Pray for them. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it's evil. It's evil. Let me go to this young man first. He'll be waiting. Then I'll come to you. I just remembered something oh, that. The young man behind. You think you're a young man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, buddy. You know, uh, Don just he hit on a lot of great points, but one yeah. thing he hit on is that, see, the, we were in a part, part in America today where. If you take the good person and you put them up against the bad person, the bad person will win. Yeah. So Cause they'll, they'll call the good person evil. Right. You're judging. You're evil. You're against same-sex marriage. You, and the Christian will. This is an evil person. They'll vote for that person that they agree with. So the, in a way, the strategy needs to be kind of come back to instead of just winning, only winning, we need like a new strategy which kind of comes out of the ashes, which is you go and run for an office to get the truth out so that you can re-kind of formulate people's ideas about what is right, right. in the country. Yeah. And just run for those types of things. And if, if people do that enough, you can build up again to where people would 
vote the good person in, but they're not going to do it now. Amen. It's over vote for now. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, it's because we've redefined love. We have an yeah. idea of what love is now. That's love not the same as what love now. used to be. Yeah. And, and uh, also, I remember Obama uh, was, was uh, someone was talking to Obama about the issue of homosexuality. And they quoted Paul. This is a long time ago. They quoted Paul because Paul said homosexuality is evil. It's bad. And then he said, I would rather listen to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount than Paul. He said he was saying Jesus' Sermon on the Mount was saying something different than what Paul said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he tried to say that the Sermon on the Mount justified homosexuality. Right. And the Christian like, yeah, amen. Yeah, Praise right. the Lord. That's true. But this is the problem in America today. Today, Christianity is weak. It, the light is, is, is going out. And the darkness is taking over. I hear people all the time tell me, uh, you're right in what you're saying, but it's the way you say it. You ever heard that proof? I say that to Jesse all the time. Yeah. And what do you mean by it's the way I say it? Um, it's like... It's more, it, the way you're saying it is like attacking people. And so as soon as people feel attacked, they're going to put a guard up, as opposed to accepting the truth for what it is. If, yeah. And you always say, don't water down the truth. Um, but it, when, when, if you tell me, um, if you say something in a, in a way that I feel like I have to put up defense, I'm not going to think about the rightness in what you said. I'm just going <laughs> to think about defending myself. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> The pain that the truth is causing for yeah, the ego. That's why he said he likes the truth, but if if somebody said you, you know, like they, they even told me I, <laughs> I know that I'm overweight and they say, Well, you need to stop eating so much. And I'll be like, Well, I have a problem. I would just go into a defense and say, You know yeah. what? You're right. I should be more aware and stop eating that's so right. much. But I'm gonna say, Well, you don't know what I've been through. I do it because I'm gonna defend myself. <laughs> So people, you know, that's right. say he lying, he don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> <laughs> if we told him he's soft and kind of gay, like, oh, he, he would be like, he would defend that. He would say, well, I'm not because my mom or, you know, he, he would tell us why that behavior is happening as opposed to saying, you know, because I do it all the time. I tell people the truth. Then they say, oh, you're so mean. You are mean. I said, well, 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 wait a minute. I'm just saying what it is. Then you see it that way and say, yeah, but you shouldn't say that. My clients tell me that yesterday all day. So mean. Why you say that? I'm telling you, people love lies. They love lies today. And again, I'm not saying how to vote. I'm talking to the Christian community about this spiritual battle that we are having here. It's a warfare between good and evil, and we shouldn't allow ourselves to get caught up in the world and just go along with it. You know, we need to be involved. We need to make sure we get right people in right positions. But we should not get caught up with the world. We have to be the light. Just imagine this. We are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. It, right now, the light looks like the darkness. There is no light shining on what's going on, and everybody is caught up. And, and, and families are being destroyed. I counsel with men and women, boys and girls all the time, who are absolutely spiritually broken because they didn't have good families to guide them. They don't have fathers and mothers to guide them. And men have to realize that that order is God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman and woman over children. And we have a spiritual order given by him to guide our families and protect them from evil. This is not a game that we're playing here. This is a serious battle. Satan made a promise in his heart 
and to God that he's going to de de deceive every man, woman, and child. And it's happening. It is absolutely happening. And we better wake up before it's too late. This is a wake-up call. We really need to wake up before it's too late, especially the men and women of God. I expect the secular world to be the way it is, but I expect the children of God to shine a light on the secular world, to let them see that they are wrong and hope that they will find a way as well. But if we act like them and sound like them and walk like them, how will they know that they're wrong? We have a responsibility. Baby, do you want to respond to what she said real fast about you don't love the truth? If someone told you the truth, you'll have a hissy fit. You know what a hissy fit is? Yeah. Oh. I've been that way most of my life, but not now, and I'm grateful. I'm just glad that, I mean, you know, that you guys have told me stuff, you know, and, uh, and I've taken it to heart, and yeah. it's been a I believe you. I believe he's at a point now. He does love the truth. Believe me. I know him, and if he didn't love the truth, he wouldn't be around here today. That's for sure. So, uh, you're wrong about that, sister. <laughs> In the Lord. He said, but that could be, it wasn't me. Oh, he said, oh she's blaming on Doug right Doug is your enemy, Fabian. He said that wrong. No, I can vouch for this man. Uh, believe me, if he, did, if he didn't want the truth, he wouldn't be here. I want to invite you, uh, you know, someone mentioned be still and know God. Be still and know God. Because, you know, hooping and hollering and carrying on is not the way. When you pray, go into your prayer closet, shut up and know him. Allow the truth to come on you, overtake you, kill your ego so that you can be born again, a new nature of God. Visit my website at bondinfo.org. We have a prayer there for you called Be Still and Know. I highly, highly recommend it. Give it a try. We need to wake up as men and women of God before it's too late. Also, you know, some people wonder, what can I do with my tithes and offering? We need your support. Uh, send them to, uh, well, go to my website, bondinfo.org, or call the order line at 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. Uh, what did I say? Order your copy of the Sunday service webcast today. Oh, order your copy of the Sunday service webcast today by going to the website. Think about what we talked about today, folks. We have a job to do. God bless you and thanks. Thank you, guys.